You're listening to Chalk and Coffee, episode 19. Welcome to Chalk and Coffee, the podcast that explores teaching English as a second language. I'm Jacqueline, your host. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Since the mid-1970s, Quebec has offered an intensive ESL learning model in certain schools. Today, we're going to take a peek inside an intensive ESL teacher's classroom and see how she sets up her classroom, how she plans a day, and where she looks for inspiration. So excited today, we have Annie Bourgeois, uh, otherwise known as the red lipstick teacher. You might have seen her up on Instagram. She's a great and joyful presence over there on that platform, or perhaps you've seen her over on her lovely little Teachers Pay Teachers store. So Annie, I'm so happy you're with us today. Happy to be here. It's wonderful. I wonder if just before we start, you could um, share a little bit of your professional um, experiences with our listeners. Yes. So um, I graduated from McGill in 1999. 1999. Oh, don't go there. I'm <laughs> a long time before that. Let's not go there. Okay. So I've been teaching for 22 years. Um, I started by subbing in high school first, but I quickly realized that it wasn't for me, it was not my crowd. I mean, I looked so young. I, I was just like part of them. Like I would be like, oh, uh, people would tell me, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be in this hallway. And, uh, <laughs> so that wasn't for me. So I realized I was more comfortable teaching uh, at the elementary school level. So, um, and I had my first official teaching position as an intensive English teacher um, 20 years ago. And, um, and then I had my two sons and, um, and I worked three days a week. So I thought it wasn't really, it was difficult as an intensive English teacher to be doing part-time. So I decided to put intent, intensive English on the side and I took a regular uh, English teacher position. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then it took me 15 years to get back to intensive English. Nice. And, and you're so, happy you're back, I'm assuming. And I'm so happy I'm back. Yeah, you found it's, your place again. Yes, it's, oh. a, it's a huge difference. Wonderful. So I, I, I love that you've had a, a taste of a little bit of everything, um, but I, I'd really like to talk about your intensive experience because I think that um, there's new, um, well, there's a new name to the program coming down the pipeline, yeah. and I think there's some, some changes coming in. But uh, for those listeners that um, are perhaps not from Quebec, could you describe sort of what the intensive program is compared to the regular program in primary school? Yes, well, there are different ways you can do it in your school. At my school, we're doing the 50-50 um, program. So how does that work? Yeah, well, so I have my own group for five months uh, from September to January. Uh, I'm in charge of one group and we're only doing English. I'm teaching ESL. 
just that, no French, no math, uh, nothing else. And then in January, this group of students is going to go to uh, another homeroom teacher. They're going to work on French, math, everything else. And I'll be welcoming another group of uh, students for January to June. Mm -hmm. So it's... it's, I, I did the same thing, but I wasn't as lucky as you. I had to switch between two schools, actually. So yes, we, we did that too. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very lucky because we have four groups of grade six students. It's a big school. school. So that's we are school. two intensive English teachers at our school. Um, that's great. But there are different ways schools can do it. My son one of them did the five months, five months, and the other one, he was doing uh, two and a half days in the week, and they would switch in the middle of the week. Oh, wow. Every week. Yeah. Okay. And, and I've heard of other situations where sometimes there's three grade six classes, and they do three months, three months, three yes. months. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Or you can also do, I think, uh, one week, one week, or even two weeks, two weeks, and then you change and they switch all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've always experienced the five-month program. I really like it this way. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I I think the the research is is, uh, um, probably pretty solid on on the the best format. And I I think that um, if I'm not mistaken, the the five-month, five-month produces probably the most solid results, but I think anything more intensive for our students in, in a second language is, is beneficial that, you know, compared to 20 minutes uh, after you've got everybody settled in a 30 minute class yeah. uh, once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. So but it great. worked well for my son, you know, he did the two, I was so nervous about that two days and a half and they would switch all the time, but it worked. She it works. speaks English very well. Wow, you look at his mom. We speak, <laughs> we speak French here in my house. So it's he really learned it from school and of course everything else. And the and the programming. That's great. Yeah. Um it could you kind of give us a setup of your class? Like how how do you organize your your day or a week? Maybe we can take a, a look at a day and then you can talk about if you have any habits or things that you do over the week that uh, like a routine that you have in place? Okay, yeah, I do have lots of routines. Um, I'm at a point, it's my first year going back to intensive English. And over the years, things have changed. Okay, over 15 years, students are different. I, I couldn't just, okay, I had my planning from 15 years ago, I'm just going to do this now in yeah. 2022 it it wouldn't work because we also well, have more resources too you know kids now have um oftentimes a whole set of chromebooks in their classroom or ipads or exactly there's a there's a lot of changes that have happened yes so i've been trying to find all the resources everything that i can put my hand on i'm trying and i have one of my friends has been teaching intensive English for like seven years now. So I've been on the phone with her. What can I do? Can you help me? And so I try 
in the morning, we always do the calendar. That's that's part of our thing. And then um, we go over some vocabulary. Um, I do one tongue, tongue twister per week. Um, and uh, we, do, oh, we do journals, like writing, little writing, um, like not a lot of writing, but just like a journal. Like a little habit where they, and do you respond to those journals? Are they like a response journal where they'll write every day and you just kind of collect them once a week or once every two weeks and give little um, responses to, to the kids or? Yes. Well, what we do is we give them three, um, three journals a week, and then I'm going to choose one of the three and I'll, um, I'll correct the mistakes. And uh, sometimes I'll reply and then um, I, I ask them to correct them. And um, I mean, I do so many things. I, I work a lot with uh, the ESL playground. Um, oh yes, the website. The website, I, I find a lot of my activities there. And, and we'll, we'll put a link to that perhaps in the I'll take a note now so that um, our listeners can find that in the podcast notes, because I think the more references that we can share, the better. That's great. Yes. And also twice a week, I have the computers. So I try to do uh, activities that are um, like Chromebooks, uh, activities that I also found on the ESL playground. Like we did, we did the um, design your t-shirt, design your running shoe. Now they're working on um, doing a Facebook page for a famous person. And th that I, I found all this on the ESL playground. Nice. Uh, so Do yeah, you focus... So um, like, is it a complete LES that you're going to be doing in the classroom over a few days or do you um, break no, that I, up? Yeah, I break it up. I, I usually, I have two, uh, LESs going on during my week and sometimes they take two weeks depending on, on what else we're, we're doing. Um, cause I try to have my day, uh, broken into different, um, aspects of like I try to do a bit of writing, a bit of uh, reading, a bit of uh, speaking. Actually, I try to do more speaking. Mm -hmm. um, oh, we do debates also. Oh, how fun. That's really fun. Like, how, how do you set that up? That would be interesting to hear. Um, I, found, I, I found a resource. I don't know. I don't remember where it's from. Someone sent it to me. Um, and uh, you have different subjects. And then, uh, for example, our first one was, should students be allowed to have a cell phone in the classroom? And so I sort of forced them to pick one side. Like I said, okay, you're going to be uh, for or against. And they were angry at me because I, I think it's wrong. I want to be on the other side, but I, I've I said, I need to have eight students that are um, pros and like eight against. I have 15 students. Wow, it's a tiny class. That's so luxurious. <gasps> oh, yeah, it's it's perfect. So so they had to discuss, discuss and debate. And um, yeah, I gave them time to just like regroup and find ideas. And then uh, I set up the, the desk in two lines and, uh, and then 
you just raise your hand and have the debate and yeah that's great i bet they really get into into doing the the arguments and it's important for them to understand that you can argue the counter argument as well right yes so this That's is something fine. else that I do. Uh, this week we did some arts and crafts um, because I did the haunted house project by uh, Pascal Shang mm -hmm. at the ESL Hive. Is that yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's a great resource too. I go yes. to her uh, Facebook uh, page a lot to find ideas. Yeah. So, we we do have some very generous. Uh, um, community members, which is just right. invaluable for for new and old teachers, just to kind of find fresh ideas and yes. reference points and something that might inspire us as well. Mm -hmm. And I have a classroom library too, so I have a reading period. I try to I try to have them reading, and also at home I ask them to do one TV report per week. Uh, I don't give a lot of homework. But uh, I ask them to do things like that, watch TV, um, and uh, they study the verbs, irregular verbs, because uh, I think you just need to learn them by heart. Mm -hmm. At some point, you don't have a choice. Um, so yeah, um, I should have I should have just written my schedule because I but I do different things. Sometimes I just change the schedule and I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, today we're not going to do the journals because uh, I I went on Instagram yesterday and I found a great idea and I decided that I'm just going to do that. You know, that's what's great about intensive English. It's that you can do whatever you want. There isn't a, yeah, there's not a prescribed, exactly. uh, you need to um, learn these verbs, you need to learn these tenses, mm -hmm. you need their, it's, it's a lot more, more general. I mean, we do have a program to follow, obviously, where, yes. where we're ticking all the boxes, but, um, you know, you're flexible in the order that you can do it in and the way that you can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Do, do you have... Um, uh, other classes like I remember when I was doing it we had the kids would be with me but they also had to get pulled out for I think it was music or and gym so they had specialists so I, I would have some planning time yeah they have four periods of phys ed gym and one period of music okay so, so that's nice. on Monday Tuesday Wednesday they have um gym and on Thursday, it's just me the whole day. And on Friday, um, they have gym and music. So my Friday is a little day for me. It's very short. It goes by so quickly because in the middle of the day, like from 10 to after lunch, they're not with me. Oh, wow. Okay. So you have like a Q-tip. <laughs> you start and you end with them. Yes. Okay. And when you're working with them on that day that you have them for the whole day, how mm -hmm. do you keep them engaged and motivated all day where you're really the only source of, of um, English that they're getting that is the, the, the perfect model? So how do you cope with that huge chunk of time when you're with them and, and getting them in English? Um, wow. I don't know where to start. I start with the routine. And this is that day that first I, I put the computer in that day. I have two periods with the computers. Okay. Um, 
at the end of, so basically the whole afternoon I have the computers. So this is a good long stretch of time that because it's it's kind of long to work with the computer sometimes I think because they have to go to their let's say their classroom account, find the work, then they start working, then you have to make sure that everything is safe. But of course with Google it's easier because it's automatic automatically uh saves. But mm -hmm. um so yeah, so I do the computer. I try often I try to have a debate on that day too, because it takes time for them to um really find ideas. They need the time and I don't have to cut them to say, okay, we have to get ready for music or another yeah. um, thing, but, uh, and we do reading and, you know, I, I just try to vary um, speaking, writing, reading, mm -hmm. reading and technologies. I know that it's a, a, a huge um, challenge for lots of teachers in the regular ESL classes, in high school classes, um, but I'm sure also in intensive, um, getting the kids to maintain that English um, so that they are, they're really working hard on speaking English in the classroom. Do you have any tricks or, or motivators um, that you use to get your students to sort of try really hard and maintain that English conversation? Um, well, I have a French tag and um, I, uh, I saw the idea, I knew it existed, but I forgot about it. I saw it on, through um, Instagram on uh, Miss, uh, oh, I forgot her, her handle. It's oh. Crazy Stephanie or oh, yes. Stephanie Crazy, Crazy. We'll find it and we'll put the right yeah. line in. Well, she put hers and I was like, oh yeah, the French tag, I wanna do that. So Can you explain I it? I, I'm not sure what that is. Yes, so I just wrote, I took a piece of paper and I uh, I wrote French tag on it. Of course, I made it cute on PowerPoint and I laminated it. And then whenever a student uh, speaks French, they get the French tag. So let's say we're in class, we're just, uh, talking blah 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 and then I hear French I say oops you spoke French you get the French tag and then that student keeps it um, on the desk and then we go on with our day that student or anybody else hears another student speaks French then that person gets the tag so the the French tag moves around in the classroom the whole day and so I just I'm just curious. It's the tag is just serving as a reminder then to that student who who made a little boo boo yes. and spoke in French to really try and stay focused on speaking yes. English. So it's a it's a reminder to yeah. Switch it's back just to a English. reminder, just like oops, I spoke French, and then um, by three o'clock, that's our first bell. Um, then it stops, and the person who ends the day with the tag has a little handout to complete but it's not a homework it's more like a self-evaluation kind of thing to complete. you don't want to be that last one it's like that hot potato game you don't want to be the yes. kid yes. <laughs> and sometimes it, it come back it comes back to me because sometimes you know I, I speak French and whoops I will say something in French and they're all like French tag Mrs. Annie and then it comes back to me or if the principal comes in 
and just speaks French to me. They all gave it to her. No. We just, yeah. So we just put the French tag near the door because we know it was someone from outside who, who spoke French. So, you know, it doesn't stay with them all the time. Like every time they have a chance to um, move it around, it moves around. I don't want it to be like something bad. It's more, it's more a game. Yeah. And, and it's not, uh, it's not a punishment. It's a reminder. No, exactly. So it's a reminder. And so the whole month of September it was going on a lot and you would just hear French tag and they use that tone like intonation French tag and now it's now they're saying FT um, so and now they're telling me Mrs. Annie the French tag is annoying and I, we think we should stop with the French tag and I'm like yeah you, I, I feel like they don't need it anymore wow but and that's I only like after to, a couple of months eh that's incredible yes. But I like to, you know, keep it so that in case. they know it's here. Yeah. But I, I don't even give them the handout anymore. It's just, we do it as a game. Oh, that's good. And how, like, I know the beginning of that first month is so challenging to kind of have them step over that door frame and say, okay, now you're in your English, English bubble. And you're having children come at you from all different levels of, of expertise. Um, how do you deal with your kids who are in multi-levels? Uh, what do you mean? So you've got kids who are perhaps stronger than other children. How do you, at, in September, sort of get everybody on the same page? I think we never get them exactly on the same page. As long as everyone is improving, mm -hmm. as long as I see progress um, for each of them in individual, like some of them would not speak the first two weeks. And now, even though it's difficult and they use, they can use, how do you say in English? That's like our magic sentence. So they can come up to me and say, oh, Mrs. Annie, um, uh, may I, uh, how do you say, uh, remplir, um, my water bottle? <laughs> yes. And then, and then they, they complete it and like just starting to use, how do you say, and everyone is improving at their own speed, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not trying to have everyone at the same place, but as long as everyone is improving, mm -hmm. that's my goal. So and do you, so in far your... it's working. In your library, you'd have like different sort of levels of um, literature for the kids, you know, some yeah. some picture books and some novels. Is that how you would deal with the kids at the different levels? Yes. And but uh, for the library, I try to let them choose, you know, if they feel like they want to try to read something, I'm not going to say, oh, this is not for you. Like they, they, they try. Sometimes I see that they're going to keep a book for five minutes and then they'll change. And they, they often go for the graphic novels. I know mm -hmm. this. What a, what a, what a gift to the ESL community. Those graphic novels yeah. were. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to buy more. I think yeah. they feel like they, they can actually start a book and finish it. Yeah, it's oh, a sense uh, of accomplishment. Yeah, and I also have uh, 15, like a lot of copies of uh, chapter novel, um, Super Fudge, it's called. Oh, yes. 
Yes. So Judy we, Bloom, I think. Hey. Yes. So I found on TPT um, like a great handbook that goes with the, the 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 book. So every week we read a chapter. Now I started at the end of September, so that's also part of my schedule during the week reading super fudge and uh, doing the activities and there's so much fun stuff that goes on in that book too i love yeah, it it's yeah, cute it and they understand cute. it it's it's a it's a good book for them yeah that's great i i i'm a big fan i grew up myself with judy bloom so i'm oh. dating myself but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fantastic um now i i know we're we're going to run out of um time very shortly but um i'm just wondering uh you have your own tpt account and your instagram account mm -hmm. um do you want to just give our listeners a a little plug for those um so they know what to find and where to find you uh okay yeah well i'm not first TPT for me was just, uh, I was trying to find a way um, to make my re my resources accessible, like available for mm -hmm. other It's a great platform. Because uh, on Instagram, I would share some of the activities that I created and people would be, I would be sending emails all the time. So I, I thought I need a way. And, and someone said, why don't you just start a TPT account? And I was like, okay, so I just started it. And, um, but with TPT, you know, I'm always wondering, okay, am I going to give this as a freebie? Should I sell this? Um, so yeah, so TPT for me was really just uh, find, finding a way to make my stuff available. But um, I don't consider myself as a TPT seller per se, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, but, a sharer, you're a sharer. <laughs> yeah, I try to share, uh, but you know when you you, you want to make your uh, documents cute and everything, you buy um, clip art. Yes. And uh, the platform you have to pay for. So uh, I I sell some of my my material to cover all these little um, expenses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And you also have. And what's your your TPT account called? It's the red lipstick teacher. Okay. And Instagram, it's the same too. Yeah. The red lipstick teacher. Okay. And uh, yeah. So Instagram again, for me, was just a resource, a place for me to find ideas. And then I thought, hmm, I can share my own ideas too. So I just uh, set up an, an account and uh, there I'm just, it's, it's good for me as a resource, but I'm also helping other teachers, younger teachers. Um, they're writing me. Um, it's I, I know that it's a great place for people to just go and realize that we're all in the same community and yeah. we all have similar struggles. And I just really appreciate the humor that you you bring to our profession. It's fantastic. Yeah, I want people. I think that's at a certain point. I was like, I want people to see what it is to be an English teacher, just like with a trolley, no classroom. I wanted to people to see what it is, but at the same time, you know, like you're not dying. You're, you're just, it's, it's a job. Yeah. So and it's fun. There are fun great parts. It. Yeah. Yeah. So let's have fun. Let's just sit on the trolley take pictures and have fun with it, you know? Because we are lucky to be, to be able to call ourselves teachers and to, to be exactly. in this wonderful community. It mm -hmm. is good. Yeah. Well, Annie, I just want to say thank you so much for for taking some time out of your your day this Sunday and uh, sharing your experience as an intensive teacher. 
Oh, well, it was a pleasure. I, uh, I'll put in all the links to your uh, Instagram account and your Teachers Pay Teachers account and then the other references um, that you use as, as sources of inspiration. I'll put those all in our podcast notes um, so that our listeners can take a peek at where you find all your wonderful activities. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Thanks. I really hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. We've got some exciting episodes coming up, including one on cooperative learning and collaboration in the classroom and all of its wonderful benefits. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. I hope you'll join me again next time. And until then, teach with all your heart and a little coffee.